I hope you are experiencing rich, encouraging, life-giving friendships. Sadly, stats say that people are lucky to experience one deep friendship in their lifetime. If you are not investing deeply in friendships, a host of huge issues are at play. You are missing out on one of the most beautiful gifts God has given. Others remain lonely because of your isolation. Communities weaken without relationships with social ills, prejudices, and unmet needs. And fourth, the kingdom of God is not served like it could be. Whether your friendships are great or non-existent, we all have room to grow. God shares eternal truths about friendship with us, and we're going to specifically learn from the amazing friendship of David and Jonathan. This series is for everyone. If you have kids, we recommend that you listen to it with them as they prepare to go back to school. But it's for all of us. I'm Taylor. And I'm Brian. And this is the Echo Podcast. Where we are looking for truth in the noise. Taylor, how are you? I'm doing well, Brian. How's your summer been so far? It's been going by just so fast, like it always does. It's like every year, we're like, I can't believe how fast summer has gone. Right? It, it's uh, it's the most cliche thing to say <laughs> it because is, it's true. It is true. <laughs> Goes by quickly. We really had a pretty pleasant summer until about four or five days ago, and now it's just so stinking hot. It, it It's miserable. But, you know, that's also Oklahoma. You just wait around a couple of days, the weather changes. Yeah. It is, it, but it's not an enjoyable heat. It's the windy heat, and windy heat is... Ugh. Yeah, and I, I mowed our yard the other day, and when I came in, it looked like I'd been in a swimming pool, just <laughs> so much sweat. My, my, my wife actually said the same thing when I came in. She's like, what took you so long? And I was like, Ugh. it's just miserable. Yeah. I like the swamp things. Yeah. Ugh. You had a family road trip, right? We did. We uh, first went to Chicago for some doctor's things with Ashley. Got some great reports yes, back with so all excited of her about stuff. That. Yeah. So, so happy. that That's another episode about healing and stuff at a later time. Yeah. But um, really happy for the doctors and nurses there, um, helping us figure out how to navigate her illnesses. Uh, and then we just got to see family in South Carolina, which is uh, always fun. Mm -hmm. I don't like the beach. And for the first time, they asked me if I liked the beach. And it got <laughs> really and it got really, really? awkward because they were like, <laughs> so do you like the beach? I'm like, no. And they're like, we've been doing this for 15 years. I said, yeah, well, it's, it's not about me. It's the family vacation. And everybody else likes it. So. So do you, Whatever. <laughs> do you, do you just not, it's not your favorite thing or you just dislike it? I'm like Anakin Skywalker in the Star Wars prequels. I don't like sand. It's rough and coarse. It gets everywhere. I, I, I really don't like sand. I, the ocean is fine, but my idea of a vacation is not to go to a tourist place with a bunch of other people and fight over chairs and things. Yeah. I, the kids had a great time. They got to see aunts and uncles and, and uh, other family friends. So I'm it's not bad. It's just not right. my preference. Well, one of these days we'll get you a little cabin in the woods. That, that's all I want, Brian. <laughs> that's all I want. So we're starting this uh, series, uh, two, three, four, five, however long it goes, about friendship. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Keith Manry says, of all the things that cause me to stop and wonder, one of the questions that I simply have not been able to come up with uh, an answer is to why so many people are looking for meaningful friendships and yet so few actually find them. Mm. It seems everyone wants a friend, 
but few people actually have real friends. So Taylor, why do you think so many people struggle with having healthy friendships? To be honest, I think it's because most people don't understand what it means to be friends. Uh, I think it was Timothy Keller who said there's three types of relationships. There's friendships, which is based on mutual liking or disliking something. There's business, which is a mutual goal that we're going for. And then there's family. And um, you're stuck with these people kind of a way. But with friendship, it, it seems to be a lot more work. It's more intentional. Um, you work through things. Fr friendship is hard. Uh, biblically, it's, it's a tough thing. But the fruit is always so much more enjoyable. I, I think people are either afraid to be vulnerable uh, fearful of being burned and mm, hurt yeah. um, and afraid that they'll commit to a friendship and then I, 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 I guess move away or, or lose that friendship. And it, it sounds kind of weird to say invested so much time just to have the rug pulled out from under them. So, yeah. So shout out to the kids who are listening. We are really going to encourage parents to listen to this with their kids. So kids, Glad you're listening. Hi, kids. Make sure your mom or dad stays awake. Yep. Uh, especially if they're driving you on vacation somewhere and you're listening in the car. But uh, we really hope that this can be helpful for you because friendships are important at all stages of life. But when you go back to school, there's even that little bit of extra nervousness sometimes. Right. Just talking to one of our friends. She's going to a new school. She'll yep. be a be a seventh grader. And she's a little nervous about, will I have friends? Yeah. And, when we moved to Broken Arrow uh, from Durant, when my when my dad was elected to a, one of our conference positions, uh, for about three weeks, I sat at lunch by myself with my ham oh. and cheese sandwich before uh, Barrett Lyle and Josh Brickleary invited me to sit with them. And that became my kind of my two best friends when I was in middle school in this new weird place. And then we hit high school and everything got weird because it's high school. Yeah. Um, but I didn't have a lot of like really intense, emotional, deep, friendships like like I can I can think of some friends who I had good experiences with but not like not like Jonathan and David mm -hmm. what about you yeah so I was five when I met uh, Scott who would become my best friend uh, all through growing up and still remains a good friend he lives in Texas so we don't get to hang out with each other but we we sent each other text messages last week but we met at at recess uh, and we played catch with a beanbag. And I still remember that, playing catch with this kid who wanted to play catch with me. And instant friendship, just kind of like guys, you know, you need something to do. Right. We, we didn't need to have a serious conversation. We just need to play catch. But obviously we had lots of serious conversations. But we, we were great friends, best of friends uh, all through growing up. And it was really cool to have someone like that. Yeah. And I've thought about maybe the, the greatest quality – uh, of Scott is just his consistency of being my friend. Mm. That there was there was really nothing ever that uh, made either one of us say, "Well, they're not my friend anymore." There's just this long, consistent friendship through all of these ups and downs of school and all that. Well, as Christians, we look at things differently, and the Bible gives us a lot of really good advice and direction when it comes to friendship. Uh, and we need to learn about friendship, especially from God's perspective and what he says about friendship. So, uh, Brian, can you tell us a little bit about this whole Jonathan and David story and what we can learn about friendship from 
probably two of the best friends ever recorded in history. Oh, I think there's so much for all of us to learn, and that's what we're hoping to do in these episodes. So let's just look at 1 Samuel chapter 18, and we'll begin reading right here. But just, uh, you can turn your Bibles there if you want to read along. But Saul uh, was the king. He started a good king then became prideful, paranoid, and all that, and a a bad king. He disobeyed God to such a point that David was chosen to be the next king of Israel, and Saul's son was Jonathan. That's awkward. Very. So it should have been Jonathan who was going to be the king, but instead it's going to be David. Right. And yet they become great friends, which is very unique. So 1 Samuel 18, after David had finished talking with Saul, Jonathan became one in spirit with David, and he loved him as himself. From that day, Saul kept David with him and did not let him return home to his family. And Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him and him as himself. Jonathan took off the robe he was wearing and gave it to David, along with his tunic and even his sword, his bow, and his belt. There you go. Hey, that's a good friend. A friend <laughs> anybody who gives you a sword and a bow and arrow is a good friend in my book. <laughs> I agree. No, but I think it's really cool because Scripture, uh, for, for those of you who are listening, a little fun Bible fact, uh, they didn't have copiers and printers. So as things are being written down, this is on either parchment or mm-hmm. goatskin or mm-hmm. what have you. And so when something is written down, especially in the Old Testament, it really matters and it really means something. Mm-hmm. So the description that we're reading right here between David and Jonathan is surprisingly intimate. And it's unfortunate that in today's culture, a lot of people want to hypersexualize this and make it something that it's not, mm-hmm. um, which is that Jonathan and David have an inappropriate relationship. But the Bible never says that. It never points to that direction. These are two guys that are really good friends and genuinely care about e- each other's well-being. So there's a phrase in there that's really interesting. What does it mean to love a friend as you love yourself? Like, that sounds like Jesus in the New Testament. It sure does. Love your neighbor as yourself. It sounds just like uh, the the golden rule. And it's this idea that I care more about my friend than I even care about myself. I'm going to put them first, their needs above mine. And that's what it takes to have a healthy friendship. Because if I'm always selfish and putting me first then there's always going to be a rift in our friendship, or at least that friendship probably isn't going to last super long. And if two people are both doing that, it's really going to make the friendship difficult. But with, if both people say, I care about you even more than I care about myself, that, that I, I will love you as I love myself, as Jesus said, then, then it's yet the makings of a great friendship. So it sounds like the foundation of a really good relationship is actually following what Jesus is saying, that we're going to love our neighbor as ourself because best friends are some of the nearest neighbors that we're going to have. That's true. Yeah. So Jonathan gave David gifts as a way to show how much he valued their friendship. Um, do you think that Jonathan was expecting David to give him something in return? Like I scratch your back, you scratch mine kind of relationship. <laughs> yeah. 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 I give you a sword. You give me a really cool arrowhead. <laughs> right. I found this at the Creek, man. It must be Native American. Yeah. No, no, I, it's just a gift. A, a real gift expects nothing in return. And here's the secret to friendship. If there's one thing that we want you to catch today, it's this. Many people spend all of their time searching for the perfect friend or judging how great or not so great their friends are. But this never leads to great friendships because the motivation is selfish. It's about me and me having friends. So the secret to friendship is this. 
If you want to experience great friendships, don't focus on finding the perfect friend, but focus on being a great friend to others. Mm. Sure, it's still really important you know, to evaluate your friends. Uh, please do that. You don't want to be best friends with somebody who's a rotten person and right. going to influence you in terrible ways. Yeah, we're not saying right. you have toxic relationships no, or no, no, try no, no, to no. make things work when no. clearly it isn't. That right. That's not what we're saying. Right. What we're saying is... Yeah, make sure that you focus on being a great friend to others rather than just selfishly trying to surround yourself with people that you want to be around with you to make you feel good. In the Bible, it's constantly teaching us to, to seek to serve rather than being served or to put others' needs before our own. Yeah, we find this in Philippians chapter 2 when we're being admonished to imitate Christ. In chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, it says, If then there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the Spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, regard others as better than yourself. A friendship is really a mentality, mm-hmm. and it's a choice that you're having to make. You're deciding to be friends. My wife and I are currently watching Downton Abbey, uh-huh. and we are constantly surprised at how often people ask questions like, can we still be friends? Can we leave on good terms? Shall we be friends? There's this intentionality behind mm. these particular relationships because friendship was very important. There's acquaintances. There's people you know or that you interact with. But friendship, that, that, that's something more unique. That's something more special than just the person you work with or the, the, the interactions that you have. Um, but even if you don't have friends, you can still be friendly. And mm-hmm. I think that's, if you're like, how do I be a good friend? Start by being friendly, I think. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You can't control other people. Uh, you can't control whether your best friend now will still treat you like a best friend, you know, next week or yeah. next year. But you, what is within your control is to commit to being a good friend to the people in your life yeah. every day. And that would honor God by how you treat others as better than yourself. So that's really what we're after. But as we were talking before we started recording, you mentioned something that I just think is really important. And this isn't just a little Bible lesson here, but there's times in your in your life where you may feel like you don't have as many friends or maybe you're reeling from the loss of a friend. Yeah. But there's good news for the Christian. What is, what is that? What a friend we have in Jesus. Yeah. That sounds really cliche, but... In those moments of loneliness, in those moments of despair, uh, temptation, doubt, worry, uncertainty, stress, Jesus is our friend, and he is the friend who's closer than a brother. There's an intimacy that comes with our relationship with Christ that is familial. We are adopted into the family, but this family member, our brother Christ, if you will, he really kind of wants to hang out with us and get to know us, and he wants he wants us to know him the way that he knows the Father. We read that in John's Gospel. And you may say, oh, well, you know, I'm really lonely here in the world. And it's like, yes, sure, we're going to have those moments, we're going to have those times, but Christ really does, he is the friend who does stick closer to, than, than a brother. I mean, that's the song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. As cliche as it is, it's only a cliche because it's true. Yeah. Jesus was even disparaged for being called a friend of sinners. Right. 
Yeah, so he, he was friend to all people. So echo this back for us, Taylor. The focus of friendship shouldn't be, hey, I'm trying to find the right type of friend or the perfect friend, but rather, am I being a good friend? Am I really developing the character that I would like to share with other people? Friendship matters. Friendship takes work. And am I willing to put in the time and energy to be the friend that I would like to be for others? Yeah. So... If you join us again, we're going to release some another episode or two that will unpack the characteristics of a good friend. We base that again off this great study from that the Bible gives us of David and Jonathan. I'm Taylor. And I'm Brian. And this is the Echo Podcast. Where we are looking for truth in the noise. <laughs>